0: This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast, presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Wednesday, September 27, 2023. We'll get to Syracuse's matchup with Clemson later in the show, but we begin today with the Orange's win over Army, 29-16 on Saturday afternoon. That moves Syracuse to 4-0. That's the first time since Syracuse joined the Big East in 1991 that they've gone undefeated in non-conference play. And it was a tale of two halves. Syracuse went into intermission down 10-3. Army controlled the entire flow of the game in the first half. Our Jim Stick Schulte did a great comparison But in the first half, Army ran 41 plays for 149 yards. That's not particularly impressive, but it was effective. And the Black Knights moved the ball fairly consistently against the Orange defense. But in the second half, 16 plays for negative four yards. Whatever adjustments defensive coordinator Rocky Long made at halftime, it worked. And Syracuse's offense finally started moving as well. I think one of the criticisms of the Dino Baper's era is that he didn't make proper adjustments at halftime, but this Army win definitely changes the narrative on that. So... Syracuse is 4-0. They'll host their first ACC nemesis in Clemson this weekend. And this isn't your father's Clemson. The Tigers are 2-2 and are coming off a heartbreaking overtime loss to Florida State. So we'll get more into that with Tiger Illustrated's Grayson Mann later in the podcast. And 2026 quarterback Gavin Marshalik was one of a couple dozen recruits on the Syracuse campus on Saturday, and he will join us after the break. at I'm Wes Chang.
1: This is the Juice on the Cuse podcast.
0: So as I mentioned before Syracuse hosted over two dozen recruits on Saturday one of them is one of the fastest rising quarterbacks in the 2026 class out of Pennsylvania we welcome on the program Gavin Marshalik. Gavin thanks so much for coming on how are you today?
2: Really good how are you?
0: Yeah doing great here Gavin want to get you started on this one you were in Syracuse to see the Oranges win over Army on Saturday so I just want to see how the visit went for you.
2: I thought it was great I loved their I love Syracuse's facilities the weight room the lounge, everything about it was great. I loved the atmosphere at the Dome. Uh, coaches were great. The staff was amazing to all the recruits. I had an amazing time. I'm really looking forward to coming back up eventually.
0: Gavin, I know Syracuse started slow, but what did you think of the overall game?
2: I thought it was a, re- I thought it was a really good game. Syracuse ended up playing Syracuse football in the second half then and came out and won the game. But I had, I thought it was a great game, and the fans really made it a great atmosphere. And I really enjoyed watching Garrett Schrader play and how he plays the game, and I I thought it was an overall great experience.
0: So obviously you're a quarterback. You just mentioned Garrett Schrader. What adjustments did you see him make in the second half that allowed Syracuse to pull away?
2: I liked that he. I felt he was a bit more of a... Um, not like a, he was playing a lot more safer and felt like he was going through his progressions a lot more and really took the time to make sure what he was doing, and I really thought he... He picked it up in the second half and corrected some of his mistakes he was making and making the right reads in the
0: second half. Let's talk about you for a second. How's your season going so far, and how are you progressing as a quarterback?
2: My season's going really good right now. We just had a big win on homecoming, and we're moving on to Midwest now. And then Our season's been really good so far. We're 3-2 and two right now, and I've been having a lot of fun this season and really enjoying this offense we're doing.
0: Gavin, how's your overall recruitment going? I know you have two offers from the table so far from UNLV and Kennesaw State and a bunch of other visits lined up.
2: My recruiting has really started to pick up. I've been getting followed by a lot more coaches, and I've had some great conversations with coaches when I was on campus, and I have six more visits this season to go to yet. So I'm really looking forward to all of those.
0: And what visits do you still have left on the table? On this
2: October 7th, I'm going to, I'll be at Temple. October 14th, I'm going to Pitt. October 21st, I'm going to UConn, and then October 28th, I'm going back up to Penn State. November 4th, I'm at Rutgers, and November 18th, I'm at Maryland.
0: Wow, that's obviously a really busy schedule. How does it feel to see your recruitment blow up like this, just as a sophomore?
2: No, it feels great. I'm really, really happy with how it's going for me. It's I feel like a lot of my hard work like, getting noticed, and this is our, this is everything I've worked for and I'm really happy. It's all starting to slowly piece together and hopefully I achieve my goal playing mm-hmm. division one football.
0: Gavin, we've seen you at the rivals camp series in New Jersey and then again at Syracuse elite camp over the summer. But for those people who haven't seen your tape yet, tell us about the kind of quarterback you are and what you want to develop into.
2: I'm, de- I'm definitely a pocket passer, but I have, if nothing's there, I have no problem taking off and, and running, but I want to develop into more of a, uh, or offense or, we're a lot of pocket passing and we, we have a lot, we have a lot of sprint out. in. so I want to really work on uh work on out of the pocket. And I just want to develop into more of an overall like pocket, like dual threat type quarterback, but I'm definitely a pocket passer and I've no problem taking off if I need to.
0: I wanted to get back to your Syracuse visit for a moment. You had a chance to speak with the coaching staff. What coaches did you speak with and what did you guys talk about?
2: Oh, I had, I felt I had some – I had a really good conversations with all of them. I got to talk to uh, the assistant quarterback coach, uh, Coach Harris, and just talking about how, how my season's been going. And I got to talk to my recruiting – who recruits my area, Coach Acuff. We caught up a bit and just talked about recruiting. And he actually – um, his roommate went to Bloomsburg, so, and that's who we, who we just beat. And we were just talking about the area and everything and how he'll be up our waist he'll be up our way eventually and just talk, to, talk to coaches about how my recruiting has been going and where I'm going. And I had a, I had some really good conversation with them.
0: And Gavin, we'll get you out of here on this one. Describe your Syracuse recruitment to date and where Syracuse stands in your overall pecking order.
2: I feel I'm building it like a, a really good, like a really good and strong relationship with their staff. And I had, like I said, I had some really good conversations with the coaches and all the coaches I got to talk to the, the recruiting staff was great. I they really made me feel at home with the how they treated us and checking on us all the time, making sure we if we need anything. The recruiting staff was amazing, and they really made me feel like family. And they would love that me back up for another game, and I would a hundred percent go back up. I loved it.
0: Thank you, thank you, Gavin. Really appreciate you.
2: Hey, thank you. Have a good one.
0: Gavin Marshalik, ladies and gentlemen. Gavin is definitely one of the rising stars in his class. Again, he already has two offers from UNLV and Kennesaw State, and he's definitely on the Syracuse radar. He was at Elite Camp over the summer. Obviously, he was there over the weekend as a recruit, and I'm sure it's one of many visits to come for him to Central New York. We'll take a quick break. Grayson Mann from Tiger Illustrated will join us after, and I'm Wes Chang.
1: This is the Juice on the Cues
0: podcast.
1: Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit slash Play100 and use code Play100. That's code Play100 at slash Play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks Daily
0: Fantasy Sports Made Easy. So Syracuse faces its biggest test of the season this weekend when it hosts ACC power Clemson. Let's take a deep dive into that game. We welcome on friend of the show and Clemson reporter Grayson Mann from Tiger Illustrated on the Rivals.com network. Grayson, how are you today? Thanks for the time.
3: Going good, man. I mean, after a busy, busy weekend, it's nice to just have a it's nice to have football season, you know, just a consistency.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, Grayson. And let's start here. As long as Syracuse has been in the ACC, Clemson has been a dominant team. And that just hasn't been the case this year with the Tigers off to a 2-2 two and two start. What do you think has been the biggest reason for that? You know, for me, I think
3: that there's moments of brilliance with this football team. But at the same time, there's also the complete opposite end. And there's sometimes where you're scratching your head going, how does this happen? And I look at games like Duke, for example, where there's two turnovers in within the five-yard line where Clemson has an opportunity to score and put away what I think is a really good dupe team, but at that same time, situations like a, a missed handoff with Will Shipley or Phil Moffa losing the football at the one-yard line after a, a missed cue on a block. Some of these things, the little things for Clemson that used to go their way consistently now aren't necessarily panning out for them. And so once they correct those mistakes, I think we'll see a much better product. And I think we did on Saturday against FSU a really – Really great product that Norvell has put out there, but again, Clemson's up 24-17, looking to potentially go up by double digits. Clubnick gets sacked on a missed block by Maffa. Fumble gets all the way to the one-yard line. FSU takes care of business from there, and you see the result of the game and how that pans out. So for me, it's been the little things. It's been turnovers, and I know we're going to get into kicking soon, but that's part of it as well. It's points that are being left on the board by this offense.
0: So yeah, let's talk about that kicking. If you follow Clemson social media, as we both do, Dabo's getting a lot of heat for his decision-making there. Do you think that's justified? You know, the way that the first
3: three games panned out for Robert Gunn, starting one for four on field goal attempts, missing extra point as well, certainly not the start that Dabo Sweeney at least envisioned. He told us after a scrimmage in the summer in August that Robert Gunn was nailing kicks from 70 yards with relative ease and Everyone seemed to be pretty excited about what he could do replacing B.T. Potter, but it just hasn't translated on the field. And I think if you're dab of Sweeney and you're thinking, hey, we have a real opportunity here to beat a top five FSU team, we can't afford to have maybe three points being left on the board. And so I, I see the decision to go to Jonathan White and be like, hey, there's an opportunity here for you to come back and kick for the team. There's familiarity there. I know he hasn't kicked in a year, which I think frustrates fans, is how did it get to this situation But I understand the thought process of being like, hey, we have to get something in here. We have to get an assurance that, hey, if we get to the 30 and beyond yard line, we can at least get three out of it.
0: Grayson, give me a scouting report on Clemson. Who are the players we should be looking out for?
3: I think that when you start with the freshman class, I think Tyler Brown uh, on festively, who's replaced Antonio Williams, who's been dealing with an injury as of late, has really shined. I thought Brown was... Coming into camp was a guy who was years ahead of what his freshman mark might say about him. The route running's really refined. I think Klubnick's found a target on third down that he can go to consistently. And defensively, T.J. Parker and Peter Woods. Woods has been a big name in the recruiting trail. I think their play on the play on the field and through these first four games has really justified that hype. And for me, Xavier Thomas, I know he's been a name that's been floating around Clemson for a long time, but he had a great outing against Florida State, really brought consistent pressure against Jordan Travis. And really, I think when he plays well, it really galvanizes the crowd. You can see that on Saturday. So those four names I'm really excited about to see continue their performance against Syracuse.
0: Grayson, last question for you. Let's talk about the Syracuse game. Preview the game for me, give me a prediction, and is there any chance of a letdown game after that really tough loss to FSU?
3: Yeah, I think the the word you use, letdown, there is very important. We're going to learn, once again, a lot about what this team is made of. You come off of an overtime loss against a top-five team where you probably performed better. Most came away thinking, man, Clemson played probably as a better team on Saturday. So what is the makeup of this team mentally and emotionally? You've had two really heartbreaking losses, an opener against Duke, where there was a lot of momentum and hype along the line after a very productive offseason, a top-five lock against FSU that might take you out of the ACC race. What is this team made of? going in, into Syracuse where, historically, Syracuse has played Clemson very well. And I get to take a look at Syracuse's uh, – it's just some things from Syracuse. Top ten in defense, top ten in points per game. This is a Syracuse team that, once again, is going to be undefeated. The thing that I'm looking forward to and something we didn't get to see last year is how Derek Schrader's legs impact this game. Last year, on the road, he was able to do damage through the air and on the ground without Barrett Carter, who had a concussion uh, last year against Syracuse. I'm looking for that matchup of how does Wes Goodwin keep Schrader in the pocket and can prevent him from doing what he does best, which is once he's out of the pocket, he's like Jordan Travis in a lot of ways in terms of playmaking, where they're most dangerous when they're out of the pocket. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Ultimately, I think this is a Clemson team that has played much better as the season progressed and really had their shot against FSU on Saturday. So I think we're going to see the progression of this team. They're going to continue to hopefully play mistake-free football. I have Clemson winning 24-17. to I think it's going to be more physical than people anticipate, but I think Syracuse is also going to show that, hey, they're a much improved team as they continue to be under Geno Babers.
0: Grayson, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Grayson Mann, ladies and gentlemen, one thing I picked up on when he was talking about Syracuse is that he has that game circled on his calendar every year. Of course, Syracuse has always played Clemson tough, and as we all remember, the Orange upset them at the Carrier Dome in 2017, but it's definitely interesting to hear a powerhouse like that respects the Orange, how they've played them close over the years since they joined the ACC. Grayson's predicting a close game, and I can't say that I disagree, especially with the Orange at home and a 5-0 start within their grasp. I'm going to close the show on Syracuse's basketball schedule, which was released on Tuesday evening. It's a really tough schedule for Adrian Autry's first year. And the one thing I wanted to point out that our editor, Brad Bierman, did as well is this brutal stretch Syracuse plays from November 20 to December 17. Tennessee, then Gonzaga, Purdue, Kansas, Marquette, or UCLA, LSU, Virginia, Cornell, Georgetown, and then Oregon. If anyone thought that Autry would start his career easy, then just look at this stretch. I think the key word here would be patience as he steps into a role that had been previously filled for 40-plus years and will know a lot about this team by the time mid-December rolls around. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest, 2026 quarterback Gavin Marshalik, Tiger Illustrated's Grayson Mann, and this is Wes Chang reminding you that if you're wearing a bandana, you better have something wise to say because you're already starting with a credibility deficit. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time.